I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome again to New York Talk. We have the task of talking about that Wickham game. Um, <laughs> we'll do what we can. Um, we're going to look back at the Wickham game, look ahead to MK Dons. We'll be joined by an MK Dons fan Liam later on in the show to let us know what to expect more specifically from them. We'll look at the injury news, uh, which is not amazing, uh, and we'll go from there. Uh, we have Mick and Danny joining me today. Alan Kiver joining us. Hello. Hello. Uh, how are we doing? Are we all chilled out from Tuesday now, Mick? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> um, mate, I don't know. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I, I don't, honestly. I mean, yeah. I, I read something on social media from some Wickham supporter who said that Rotherham fans had already decided what were going to be happening in game and pre-prepared all the tweets and social media posts before the game. Um, well, we did know what was going to happen before the game. We did. I mean, uh, well, I said that. Did we really? Did we really know that it was going to be that bad? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it was just, yeah. We'll talk about it. Let's talk about the game, shall we? Yeah, it frustrated. I mean, on the way back, I had to not listen to the radio. I had to listen to some music just to get myself <laughs> out of that zone of being angry. And I'll, I'll be honest, I got home and I still found myself frustrated about the whole thing. Danny, obviously we didn't speak on the night, uh, but I, I seem to recall getting a message from you saying you'd rather stick a pin in your eyes than watching that. Was that, was that still accurate? I mean, I've got it <laughs> next to me if I have to. Um <laughs> But oh, on the way home, I mean, my poor mother, she encountered me in such a mood after that game. And first she says to me, Do you want some Mackies? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but but no, it, it's like it's like Mick said, I saw the tweets about them saying, Oh, they've they've pre prepared tweets and everything. No, we just know what your football club's like, lads. Like it's how it's how we can play. I mean, I saw a few of their fans saying we were doing the same. We were just trying to get round your lot. You know, it, it, it's like I saw something that said the the, game, the ball was in play for 39 minutes in a 102-minute game. That's less than one half of football. It's oh, just frustrating. <laughs> I, I mean, based, based on Wickham's uh, attempts to get back into the championship, if uh, if they do decide to sue EFL or Derby, I'm going to sue them for a loss of an hour of my life. Because <laughs> um, they, they just, I mean... The, on, the, the thing is... That's how they play. I hate it. We hate it. But that's how they play. That's what. I, that's their decision to play like that. As a fan, just own it. If that's what it is, I, I don't understand how, why they're getting so. I, I'm sure we may have some Wigan fans watching tonight. So, uh, hello. It, hello. I, I don't. I don't <laughs> understand the defensiveness about the way that they played because we all know the way that they played. Own it. If that's how you want to play, I don't like it, but that's fine. That's your decision as a club to play that way. Just yeah. accept it. Say, yeah, this is how we play and be positive about it. 
the way they've gone off about it, kick, we're allowed to not like it. And the way they reacted to that is crazy. Just play it, just accept it and move on, guys. The thing they have to uh, understand as well is that it might be frustrating and all the fans might hate it, but it works. You know, and yeah. that, I think that's even more frustrating that no one's really caught them out with it and they've just been able to build on it and build on it. And to almost get it to a point where they do it as a fine art, hmm. you know, it, it's like, it, granted, it's football that's not as fast-paced and intense as it should be in the modern day. But if it works, why change it? You know, if it ain't rock, don't fix it. It's just that to everybody else, it's annoying when you're only watching 39 minutes of football, but you sat there for nearly two hours. Yeah. yeah, I mean, ultimately, I mean, this the, our podcast usually, if there are any Wickham fans uh, watching our, our podcast, live podcast, usually last about an hour. Subscribe. So um, I'll be back in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, keep, everyone keep an eye on the counter. As soon as it's 39 minutes and, eight, and 18 seconds, it's like, right, we're done, off we go. <laughs> Give me three or four minutes, I'll be back in a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Try and fake yeah. an injury, Mick, while you're away. Yeah, are you sure you're not injured? <laughs> Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> Jesus. The, 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 the bit that we'll move on to the actual game itself, but the bit that epitomizes it the most, I can't remember the second, second, I think the first off was Smith um, fouled their player, fouled their player, and the referee waved the physio on and he didn't come on. So he waved him on again and he didn't come on. A referee stood there, like going like this, as if to say, You're wasting your own time. And I'm sat there thinking, This is what they won. You're letting them do what they want. They want. They, they don't want to come onto pitch to make sure he's all right. I've never seen a physio time waste before in my life. Yeah, we're mad. Oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't like it. It, it is anti-football, whether they like to call it that or not. It is anti-football. Um, not enjoyable, and it, it's only more frustrating as an opposition fan. You've got to understand that it is frustrating, uh, and they must get this week in week out. So. If it gets them promoted, good luck to them. Yeah. What, I'm, what I'm now dreading is, uh, can you imagine if we meet them in playoff final? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I've been nightmares about that. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I suppose we've got, we, we're getting our comeuppance for laughing at um, laughing at Oxford, having it done to them in playoff final last year, or year before, sorry. So, mm. you know, upset Carl big time and we, we all laughed about it at that point so I suppose it's uh, it's karma really isn't it yeah I suppose at the end of the day if they've upset Carl Robinson I'm still a bigger fan of them than I am of Carl Robinson so. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, yeah yeah check, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah it's difficult it's difficult to separate the game and the weekend but let's try and separate it a little bit um, there were several changes uh, Matic came in for Ahikwe Josh Vickers came in for Victor and Shane Ferguson came in for Mikel Miller, which, which is probably the biggest surprise change. But we'll come on to that a little bit further on. Um, we really struggled to get into the game, Mick, and this is an obvious thing because there were 39 minutes of it. But we just couldn't find a way, especially that first half. And and the, I mentioned it to him when we were watching it. What happens with a team like that who's playing like that? When you do get a little moment, it then becomes precious. You've got to make that moment count. Mm. And it puts that extra bit of pressure. And in the first half, we didn't deal with that. We, we didn't. There were no composure when we did have those moments. No, there wasn't, particularly at the back, I felt. Uh, we, we did start to play it long, which played into their hands um, pretty quickly in the game. Uh, that seems to me to have been probably a plan from, from, from the management team that that's how we were going to play. Um, but it just didn't work. It didn't work. Um, and, and again, like I said, it, it played into their hands because it allowed them then to, to control the pace of the game because we weren't having possession of the ball. Um, although we weren't maintaining possession of the ball. And for me, probably in my head, in my uneducated, non-football managering head, the, the way to combat a team like that is, is to keep possession of the ball and that way you can dictate the pace of the game. Um, and we didn't do it. We didn't do it, to be fair, other than a, a, a short period in that second half. We didn't do it at all for the 36 and 39 minutes of football that we saw. Mm. Yeah. But from a positive in the first half, Danny, and overall in the game is we didn't really look like scoring. They they had that free kick, which Vickers made a good save against. Other than that, they didn't threaten, and that's a positive because they can score goals, to be fair to them. Yeah, I think Paul Warren summed it up perfectly when he said we just cancelled each other out. Like, we didn't create much, but we didn't allow them to create much and vice versa. 
Um, I think the one moment of the game that <clears throat> really highlighted the strength we've got, again, is Vickers making that save from their free kick. I think that that out of the whole game was probably the moment where if we can were to win 1-0 and, and just mm. somehow scratch it over at line, that was the moment. And I think when mm. Vickers saved that, they never really threatened again. Um, but yeah, like you say, I think the uh, the change of Ferguson for Miller caught a couple off guards. But in hindsight, now that we've seen Miller is nursing an injury, maybe we can understand it a little bit more. Um, Vickers in for Victor, precaution. And then, um, who was the other one? Matic came in and then went straight back off again. Bless him. <laughs> um, but no, I think we played, we played some good football at times, especially in the second half. We, mm. we 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 showed flashes of what we were capable of and what we showed against Portsmouth. But again, I think it was the the Wickham system that just stopped any sort of tempo forming apart from just like 10 minutes in the second mm. half. But even then, they just managed to scramble the ball away. And then the referee, not to accuse him of bias, but he seemed a, li- a little bit more inclined to give them a free kick when they hit the floor or when their shirt was pulled instead of the other way around. Um, and one of those moments might have cost us scoring because he gave a foul against Woody on their keeper, but it was their keeper, but the their player who fouled the keeper. Yeah. So, but anyway, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, he just, just cancelled each other out, really. Yeah, I, mean, I get the feeling there's maybe some of the songs that we were singing to the referee, maybe didn't put us <laughs> in his good books, maybe. Um, well, but, yeah, <laughs> if you fancy a laugh, go and watch the vlog because I've <laughs> caught it perfectly towards the yeah. end. <laughs> yeah, it was quite funny. Um, yeah, let's talk about the referee for five minutes because you know what it's like. He clearly wants to be centre of attention, so let's give him his two minutes of fame, Mick. Um, he, he did just want to be centre of attention. The, the, the summing up, we've got the message here from Jamie. Uh, I was, he was sat on the front row near where Matic went down, which is near where we were sat. Matic asked the, physio, uh, asked the physio, and the ref kept saying, move off the pitch. Even the Wickham players were high fiving, and that's exactly how it was. Even the other players, it, it's just madness that <laughs> never rest at game. He wasn't bothered about Wickham players, were he? He just let no. them sit there, and that one yeah, is yeah. move, move, and just like it's. <sighs> I'm getting angry again, Mick. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 when I when I saw it with Bobby Madley, I, I kind of thought, well, hopefully he's an experienced referee. He's refereed at the highest level in this country. You know, hopefully he won't take uh, any of these Wickham tactics uh, you know won't take it lying down and he'll deal with it Um, but what he actually did was he encouraged it he he just encouraged it Um, and I I can't say how disappointed I am in in his performance Um, I I felt I I just I I feel really let down by him to be honest um, because he, because of that reason, he's an experienced referee, and yet he allowed a, a, a top level or a high level professional game of football of 102 minutes to last 39, and he facilitated that by his. I'm not going to say incompetence because it's not incompetence. He's not an incompetent referee. You know, he has proved that over the years. He is not an incompetent referee. I don't know what it is. I don't know why he decided to behave the way he behaved on on Tuesday night, but it was appalling. It was I shocking. Thought it, I thought it was a little bit of arrogance, like he thought he was above this level. Because I mean, he's an ex Premier League referee, and he has been up to some questionable things in his life that somehow found him down in League One. Um, but you could almost see the arrogance about how he mm. carried himself and how he officiated certain things, uh, and and. He, and you know what referees are like, they take the tip from the crowd all the time. But as we were giving it to him, he was almost laughing at it as, as, yeah. as if it was suddenly all about him and he was relishing in it. And maybe that's Premier League arrogance, I'm not sure. But I think if we had the capability to report referees for inadequate, inadequate showing of professionalism, then fill the form in for Bobby Madley. Yeah. Frustrating, so frustrating. Um, we, we said we said this before game. I think we might have said it on the last show. You, when, when you play Wickham, you need a referee who's strong, mm. who's capable of standing up. And it just didn't. Wickham probably couldn't believe their luck after the first five minutes where you see the referee. They couldn't believe the luck because it really did play into their hands. Um, yeah, 
so frustrating. But make that there was ten minutes spell in the second half. I know it stopped by a wicked injury, obviously. Yeah, um, obviously. But there was, a, was, there was a ten. That was everything. There was a ten minute spell in that second half where everything started to click. Wiles started getting them fantastic positions. Barley's had got on the ball a bit more. It it was starting to click. Yeah, it was. It was. And like you say, I mean, <laughs> this is this is going to be a really tedious listen for everybody in it because. Because that, that that ten minutes is all that we've got to talk about, and you've just summed it up in in a, in a few in a few words there, uh, and that was stopped again. You know, I, I, I went for a pee in the second half, and Wickham injury stopped that, and all. You know what I mean? It's like <laughs> it's just <laughs> It's just I don't know. I don't know. I can't. This this is really poor listening. It's really unprofessional in terms of a football related podcast that we've got nothing nothing of any sort of value to say about the way that game was was played and 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 the the uh, yeah we, we we started to take control of it in that second half much like we did against Portsmouth uh you know we started to get a bit of momentum and I'm sure we would have gone on um had that incident where as Danny's just alluded to there the referee gave a foul on the keeper by the defender um had the ball gone in then and that been allowed, then it would have been a different game altogether. Yeah. Um, but they got away with it then, uh, thanks to the referee. And then and then it just it just petered out again. It petered out to what it had been for the previous 50 minutes. You know, it, you just can't get a foothold in the game, which I, I get, I understand, like you said earlier on, Matt, you know, I understand why they do it. Well, no, I don't understand why they do it. I mean, the the only reason I can think of that that, that that they do this is because they are not good enough and not got enough ability to do anything else in order to win a game. That can be the only explanation. Um, I can't think of another one. Yeah. Um, Russ Bailey, a team lying second, uh, second place, comes and adopts style and tactics like that, says it all. The show was respect <laughs> at the earliest opportunity to time, uh, time waste they took. How they are second is beyond him. I mm, uh, couldn't yeah. watch that sort of team every week and wished I was talking about referees' diabolical performance after a win, as people who weren't there think it's a moan about official because we didn't win. But those who were there know, yes, Russ, it was beyond shambolic. Yes, it was. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure we'll come on. We'll fleet <laughs> in and out of, of moans. Um, but Joe Matic, Danny. Joe Matic. I really want that man. I, I love him. I, do, I really enjoy watching him play because he does care. He's been here for however many years now, and he is a very solid player. But I don't know what's happened to him the past couple of years. He just cannot stay fit for more than, well, in this occasion, 20 minutes. And the thing is, it's not a reoccurrence. It doesn't sound like a reoccurrence. It's a different ankle injury, which yeah. is almost worse. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> it looked like the issue before I was that because he was getting on a little bit, the training was too intense for him, so they've put him on a, a training schedule similar to Woody's to keep him conditioned, but also match fit. But it's just really unfortunate that he's just come back from an injury that was caused from it being too intense, and now he's done a different injury. Because I think he's twisted his knee or or his ankle or something. Twisted his ankle thing. Yeah. yeah so and it, and it's not even his, his Achilles. So it's like, all right, fine. The Achilles is fine, but it's just that. It's probably, it's probably not not to point fingers or anything, not to point names and stick fingers or anything, but it might be a heavy challenge from Wickham's point of view where they've gone in hard on him and then he's twisted his ankle because we, we've got walking wounded by the sounds of it and it's all come from hard challenges. I think the only one that isn't an hard challenge is Ben Wiles where he's just a bit under weather. It's like Woody's potentially out because... Well, he took a knock. Yeah, he did take a knock, yeah. But with, Woody's out potentially because he's got a massive mark on his leg and Warney said uh, in his pre-match for MK that he's watched it back and it's probably a penalty. He went in that hard on him. Smith got knocked about. Miller got knocked about. You know, it's like automatic well, injury. It's one of them where at least it's a quick recovery because because a, a mm. twisted ankle, you just rest it and you're back within a few weeks. So that's one positive I can take from it. But like you say, I really want him just to have an extended running team, just have that window where he can show us what he really is capable of, what we know he's capable of. And until Angus is back match fit, he could be 
the best option on that left side, then when we can play hard in higher up the pitch because he's proved how well he can do it right wing back. But it's just really unfortunate with Matic. And as the player who's got the highest number of appearances in the current squad, I think it's about 186 or so. League, I want yeah. him to get to 200 so badly this season. <laughs> you know, Miller's play with 200 yeah. appearances in the squad. But please, for the love of God, just stay fit, man. <laughs> uh, I think he caught his. Uh, I think he caught his ankle in the in the turf, didn't he? On that mm. way, it happened right in front of us, uh, mm. and he and he seemed to catch his ankle or catch his toe or whatever uh, in the turf, and that's that's what caused it. So, like you said there, Danny, I, I, hopefully it'll not be too too bad an injury, um, mm. and it'll be a quick recovery time. Yeah, you mentioned Michael Smith getting ragged about. I saw a tweet. I saw a tweet from a Wickham fan saying that Smithy should have been sent off. Uh, I, I, Smithy got ragged around, somewhat rotten on Tuesday. Um, and Wickham fans think he think he thought basically thought he were dirty. It's in several tweets thinking Michael Smith. If, if that's what they think, right? Sam Vogue should have been sent off. Then. Yeah, yeah. It was that incident where which I made, which I made, another physio didn't come on that challenge. Apparently, mm. that was a shocking tackle. It won't even a foul. <laughs> Did they not watch proper football? Well, well if, you, if you watch Wickham. It's a non-contact sport, I think, if, if you watch Wickham. Uh, they've got American owner as well, aren't they? So I assume it comes mm. from, um, you know, must be a basketball fan or something, then they'll know. Maybe he's trying on. to... Sorry, sorry, if they've got an American owner, maybe he's trying to make it more more like American football, you know, with a stop-start. So what he's mm. hoping for, as, as, as things progress, as we, Wickham become become more established, they'll be able to get some adverts on during, you know, during... Uh, breaks in play throw in <laughs> when there's a throw in we'll get an advert on screen you know leave it 10 minutes. Have a, like a shampoo one it could be the one that ahead and uh, exactly yeah 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 my hair feels beautiful and all that sort of stuff <laughs> <laughs> like getting yeah, you know, you know, all that business yeah <laughs> <laughs> right. he, wants to, right. he wants to get his band on at half time for half time show that's there what you go. yeah well exactly yeah 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 so oh, I mean we could start we could start half time sort of 10 minutes in 10 minutes before the end at first half uh, get the band, bring band on, and still play around it because ball won't be in play anyway, will it? So not hurt anybody. <laughs> I've got, we've got a business plan here for Wickham. I think we, I think we should submit this to Wickham owners. We might, uh, we might get some free tickets for their uh, their games I mean, that we could use. I mean, to, uh, by, by by the time they actually get round to doing it, who knows when it'll be? That's a problem. Well, After like. well, a big break in between thinking about it and actually doing it, won't they? <laughs> <laughs> we must sound right petty, you know. I think we probably do, yeah. 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 We know how we sound. Yeah, yeah. But, we know how we sound and we're not sorry. Before we move on, what I will say is this. I completely understand how annoyed Darren McAntony was last season. Uh, not last season, season <laughs> before. Like, we, we gave him a lot of grief for being that annoyed with Wickham and how they've made it to playoff and they've missed it. And we gave him a lot of grief for it. But now... I understand it, Dara, and I can understand why you're so happy that Peterborough are now above Wickham. It won't be probably won't be for too long, man. But I can understand why he was so annoyed with it, and I can you know, understand. If you want to put us into it, if you want to put us into it, us into it, everybody would have been fine about it. People would have probably yeah. backed him up on this on what he was saying, but I'm not going to back you up if you have a go. <laughs> yeah, oh, well, bygones be bygones, isn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. It's difficult to pick a man at match, Mick, but for me. It was it was Ben Wild. I thought Ben Wild was superb. The way he, his forward runs are brilliant, and the way he can just take the ball past somebody different ways. It can be it can be skillful. He can sort of knock it past him. It can play a dummy. He's just building and building into this player that we all oh we're all we're always being told how good he is, and we are now seeing that. We are definitely without a doubt, and and a lot of the times those runs he makes we don't see because the ball don't get to him for or for whatever reason, and you don't tend to see it quite so much. But it was highlighted a little bit more the other night because you could see the runs, but Dan Barlazer wasn't able to get the ball through to him uh, because they, they certainly took Barlazer out of the game. Um, so they obviously identified his his ability, and and he wasn't able to play those those passes that. Um, that he usually does does so, but yeah, I thought it was excellent. I thought it was absolutely excellent. Ben Wiles, really good. Yeah, um, Shane Ferguson, down This is not really positive. I thought I thought he did okay, but he looks sort of scared to put the ball in the box. I, I want to see him get his foot around that ball because he's got a stunning left foot. But every time he just sort of double second guessed himself and came back, 
and we needed that bit of pressure putting the rocks. I was quite disappointed just from that sense of his performance, really. Yeah, um, I I agree. Actually, I wanted him to see uh, see him knocking more balls into the boxes. You, you never know. It could have either ended with Smith getting his head on it, or if he kicked to Wickham. I mean, I think we know which mm. one it would have probably ended. Well, maybe. yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but maybe that's why he was a little bit scared to get in, you know. And I think mm. that might have been why the intensity dropped towards the end in like the last five minutes or so, just because our players just looked had the look on the face of well, we're not getting anything, you know. Yeah. And it's almost as if the um, not not gave up per se, but completely lost any fire that they had because the ten minutes were just taken away from them by silly decisions. Um, but yeah, but I think with Ferguson, I don't know. It, it it could be that, or it could be the fact that there was no space to put the ball into the box, and because the experienced player that he is, he looks for the space rather than just knocking one in just for for the heck of it. Um, but yeah, but hopefully we see a little bit more from Fergie in the next game, and we probably will because MK mm. are a completely different side to Wickham. Oh, God. Imagine playing Wickham every league. Imagine watching Wickham every league. Good oh league. God! Don't stop it! Stop it! <laughs> Just not. Don't, Danny. <laughs> yeah, I know you said about ten minutes, but I think when it got to ten minutes from time, I think it was almost a point of right. Let's not get his pants pulled, Danny. Let's just get out of here with what we've got. Because it's so it could so easily just go another way if we properly if we kept going for it, you would have left gaps open. Um, and at the end of the day, a point's not a bad result, is it? It's not what we wanted. And it's exactly what Wickham wanted, but it's it's okay at the end of the day, I suppose. Just on that Shane Ferguson part uh, point there, Matt, I, I don't know whether there was some sort of plan or some sort of discussion uh, from, from our management team in terms of getting the ball in the box, because I did notice, certainly in the second half, Chio, mm. virtually every time he, he went down that side, he cut inside, he came inside. Yeah, he, he, he never really went wide. I don't know whether they were a bit worried about that old Tim Bobhead who, who weren't... Uh, Central defence for massive one. Yeah, it, whenever he edited it, could, no one did any idea which way it was going to go. Um, mm. But but yeah, I don't know whether they felt that he was going to be too strong um, for, for Smithy and, and and Will Grigg in there. I don't know, don't know. But it just seemed there seemed to be a, a bit of a policy for not to not really put the ball in the box mm. uh, as a cross. I don't know, yeah. don't know. Yeah. Um, the ones we made three of made three subs. Uh, the one sub that I questioned, Danny, the other two were fine, but Will Grigg for me was just starting to get into the game. It was just starting to find those spaces, and he had a shot just, just literally before he came off. He had a shot, and I know there's probably going to be a, quite a large degree of managing him, but he was the only one. Smith couldn't. Smith didn't get. Wasn't given any space. Grigg was starting to find it. I would have liked to see Grigg stay on for another ten minutes at least. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree, but it, it could be something to do with Saturday. It could be the old cliche of, you know, we'll save him for Saturday because he's effectively nailed on to score against MK because that was <laughs> the last club we actually got regular minutes for. Um, but yeah, I agree. It, it just it just seemed that Griggs' light was burning really brightly and then he's got taken off. I mean, I remember shouting to him, come on, Grigg, score. <laughs> and and then he goes off and it makes a sub. It's like... Well, I look yeah. like an idiot, don't I? Um, but but I, I don't know. Maybe that could be a little bit tactical. Maybe they saw how brightly was shining. It's like keep that desire in him for Saturday mm. potentially. Um, but the one the one chance that I think Freddie missed not 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 for any fault of his own. There was one chance where Rath where Rathbun just picks up the ball on the edge of the box, and I've watched this on the replay. And if he'd have just knocked it to Freddie, no, there no. is a high chance he would have scored. Yeah. But we, we don't we don't know that and ifs and maybes. But you watch it back and it's like, oh, if you'd have just just seen it, you never know. Mm. Um but no, I, I, I agree. I think Greg went off maybe 10, 15 minutes too early. Are you are you all right, Danny? Is everything all right, mate? <laughs> have, have you you are you telling me you've actually watched this game back? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he had to put vlog, didn't he? <laughs> oh yeah, man, yeah, no. I'm so sorry. <laughs> basically, basically, I was sat. My mum said to me, "You're gonna have to watch this game back, so we have some good points for the podcast." And she was sat with a gun to me head. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, brilliant. 
Right. Just a word on Freddie. Go on. Quick word on Freddie. I thought I thought he did really well when he came on. I mean, he, he didn't really get himself in into any any particularly good scoring positions. However, however, everything that we've criticised him about in the past, a work rate was all there. It was all there on on uh, Tuesday night, and it's just unfortunate. It, it was unfortunate that it came up against the Wickham side that weren't going to let anybody play, let alone let alone a striker. So. Um, and, and just a big shout out for what he did afterwards with that, uh, with his giving his shirt to that. Uh, it's under 14s, play for Rosen Whitehall under 14s. Uh, fantastic, fantastic that. Yeah, yes. Yeah, if anybody's not seen it, we've, I think we've tweeted that. We've, it's on our on our socials. Uh, this little, this last has been racially abused. So the club and Freddie had, had organised this day for when he got, she got his match shirt, um, which is superb to see. Great club. I love seeing things like this. Um, so we're going to take a break from Wickham because I need yes. to take a break from Wickham. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll come back to that later. So, what we're going to do, we're going to move on, we're going to preview it Saturday, Saturday afternoon. We're going to MK Dons, it's going to be a good day. I'm looking forward to it, it's going to be a good game. And Liam Connolly from the MK1 podcast is joining us to tell us what to expect. Thank you for joining us, Liam. Yeah, thanks for having me, Matt. How are you? Not bad, thank you very much. You, <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, sorry, it's a bit dodgy, but apart from that. <laughs> yeah. I think we're all like this, you know, because because we're the back end of the season, we all we all started shouting. Wow, <laughs> yes, <all> yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, Saturday afternoon, second against fifth. Uh, no, sixth against fifth, fifth against sixth, whichever way you want to say. Um, what's the view from the MK from the MK Don side? It looks like it's it's built up to be a quite a good game, to be honest. Yeah, well, as, as I was saying to you, um, you know, it's it's the two teams with the the highest expected goals in the league. So mm. you'd like to think there'd be lots of chances, lots of goals. Um, of course, your know, Rotherham's away record in terms of goals conceded is very, very good. Um, but I think in in most cases, attack, attack does typically beat defence. And mm. I think um, our attack, we've been one of the highest scorers in the league. Um, it's going to cause a lot of problems. But yeah, it's supposed to be a great game. And um, I'm sure the travelling Rotherham fans and, of course, the MK Dons fans will be entertained for sure. Hmm. Let's. We like to talk about how the season's gone so far. Let's go back to one of the most interesting stories of the season preseason. Uh, Russell Martin was there, and then he wasn't. Again, from the outside, I've no affinity to MK Dons. I didn't like the fact he'd left, you know, because he'd been there for eighteen months, whatever it was, a year or two, and then a good, a decent opportunity comes up, and off he goes. It felt like he's just a sort of abandoned ship. After it felt like he got quite a lot of support from the fans and. The ownership is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I mean, when we we spoke to the man ourselves several times on the podcast, mm. um, he, and you know, he came across as a really genuine person who, you know, really wanted to elevate the club to the place where, quite frankly, it needs to be, and which is the top top two tiers of English football. But you know, if things happen, and with, with with the likes of Swansea, you know, I think I, I grew to understand the decision. Which um, I'm not sure some fans still have, which is completely understandable. You know, it's it was a really difficult situation to be in, and the way he left was absolutely shameful. Uh, um, but you know, with the way we recruited our manager and Liam Manning was a very similar way. Um, admittedly, it was a much lesser club in Lommel, but it was still the same sort of mantra behind it in terms of leaving a club before the start of the season. Um, but yeah, listen, it it was a shame. Um, it. It felt like we were let down a lot, and of course, going to Bournemouth for the first Carrow Cup game of the season and getting absolutely battered um, was exactly <laughs> great. Especially when, especially when Russell Martin, who had presumably agreed to leave before even telling the fans or the public knew, um, was managing the team, and you could just tell they'd given up on the situation. They knew mm. during the game that he'd left, um, and yeah, it, it was a great situation. But fortunately, we've uh, passed that period now, and Liam Manning was playing pretty good football. Talk about Liam Manning. I've never heard of him before. Uh, I don't know if I should have done. What? What? Where, where's Where's he come from? Is he come through the club or elsewhere? Um, so he's probably most well known from being from the City Football Group. Um, okay. So he was well prized that with West Ham and uh, Ipswich as a youth coach. But yeah, he started off at New York City working as a top academy director of coaching. Uh, and he went to Lommel for a, few, a season just to be the first team manager took them from being almost extinct to I think second in the league in one season um, and of course was preparing for his second season the job which is when um, Liam Sweeting and Pete were going to approach him to become a good odds manager after a few interviews um, he became manager but yeah it's it's fairly similar play style to Russell Martin was in terms of keeping lots of the ball 
uh, being patient with it. But at times, it's it's much more fluid and much more flexible than WrestleMania's style of football was. So if we do need to hoof it, we'll hoof it. Um, there's, there's no there's no like rigidness in terms of that. And um, mm. yeah, so so far it's paid off, and uh, we're playing much better football. Yeah, and you've got to be happy with, with preseason chaos to be sixth after where we are. Must must feel like a really good start. Yeah, and we've had one of the toughest schedules in the league as well. Um, it's typical, of course. It's classic MK Donset. We'll we go to a Shrewsbury and Doncaster, lose both, and then go play Wigan on Tuesday night when it's absolutely you know raining really heavily. And we'll be will be the best events in the league. So <laughs> it's just that's how it works, unfortunately. Um, but yeah, no, it's been a really good start. And um, you know, if we if we if we see the trend in terms of play well against the good teams, um, it goes well for us on Saturday. Yeah, no, actually, I can see we've already played Sunderland, Wigan, Wickham. Uh, Portsmouth, you've played a lot of good teams already, so that's sort of good. To, we, we've had an okay start. This run of playing Pompey, you, Sunderland, and Wickham is our first real test. But you've already yeah. had those tests, so I suppose it's you're looking forward to an easier period soon, hopefully. <laughs> yeah, well, you say that, but we can't beat those teams. So maybe the difficult period is to paint <laughs> these, these worst teams who you know just sit back in their like low to medium blocks and don't really want to play against you properly. Whereas a team like Rotherham, mm-hmm. I'm sure will. Mm. Yeah, let's talk about some players. Who who should we be watching out for? Like, see, you, you see, you scored a good amount of goals. I expected goals. Um, who should our fans be watching out for as the, as the big threats? Uh, yeah, the obvious one is Scott Twine. Um, eight goal contributions in thirteen starts. Um, it's been living the poster boy for this campaign. Really uh, sits in that ten role and really dictates the whole game. Um, really key on the counter attacking in terms of when we're back to the walls. He's he's the guy in the middle who. It sort of plays the strings in the whole the whole team, really. So he'll always be a guy to watch out for. And I think if Paul Warren isn't setting up his team to focus on Twine, he's uh, giving for a long afternoon, I think, quite frankly. Um, <laughs> Peter Chioso also, um, second, I think joint second high school scorer with Troy Parrott, um, right wing back. I'm not sure if he'll start, which is interesting because him and Watson, who's the other right wing back, have been rotating a fair bit this season. But yeah, he's been a real um, aerial threat in terms of the box and he scored two pretty big goals quite frankly this season the past couple of games so yeah he's always been a threat and you know getting him from Luton was a bit of a steal quite frankly on deadline day and he's actually only the only Manning signing in the squad um, so yeah he's he's proven to be quite a decent signing and um, one from the Russell Martin era uh, Russell Martin era is uh, Mario Riley a bit deeper this season compared to last season um, but him and, and now David Kasuma have both been excellent seeing that, that pivot role just keeping the structure of the team really solid. And the past couple of games, admittedly, it's been a bit difficult for them because they've come against opposition who don't really want to play against them. Um, mm. But when they do have teams where they want to actually press them properly and play against them properly, they really show their quality and the distribution is absolutely incredible. What sort of style? Are, you, are we looking at a team that can knock the ball out nicely? And also, how formation do you set up? You said mentioned wing-backs. What, what formation does that fit into? Yeah, so typically it'd be the three four one two. Um now that can change to a three four two one. It all depends on if Troy Parrott's on the pitch. because hmm. uh, initially Troy Parrott's out as a striker, but he can often drift into uh, a second number ten alongside Scott Twine. Um but yeah, a, a lot of our players around width, you know, unfortunately a few Dan Harvey is missing on a Saturday through suspension because he picked up his fifth yellow card uh, against Wigan on Probably. Tuesday night. <laughs> Yeah, already. Yeah, well, he's a feisty, he's a feisty player, so he likes he likes a good yellow card, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, well. Um, so yeah, it's looking like it'll be Zach Jules, a left wing back who isn't as attacking as Harvey, but you know he's been getting forward in a few games of the team this season and played okay. Um, but yeah, him, him and Kyoto, you know, or if, if it's Watson, and they're going to be pretty key in the wing back roles, just to give us that bit of width and try and break up the play and give O'Reilly and Kasubi that space to actually get the ball and do stuff with it. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a 3-4-2-1 system that relies heavily on being very patient with the ball, they're comfortable with the ball and um, yeah, look to basically be up to who makes the most takes in the game, I think will will mm. lose it and the team that can capitalise on that, which I'm sure both teams can with the, you know, as high as chance creation they have done and the goals they've scored so far this season, uh, can do. Hmm. I'm looking forward to it. It should be a good game. I mean, to be fair, after Tuesday night, watching under nines game is more entertaining. So we, well, that's, that's that's how we're all coming into it. I think. Um, I think it lasted as long as under the nines game as well, didn't it? <laughs> Forty minutes, twenty minutes each way. <laughs> no, I think. Yeah, sorry. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, thank you very much, Liam. Do you want to give everybody a shout? Let you know. Let them know where they can uh, find it. Once a more in-depth MK Don's preview, where can they get you? Yeah, yeah. So the MK One Podcast, spiritual, all, all socials, and on all your, your podcast platforms. So, yeah, give us a search MK One Podcast over there. Fantastic. Thank you for joining us, Liam. Good luck for the rest of the season, except Saturday, obviously. <laughs> yeah, same to you. Same to you. Thanks again. <laughs> right. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Cheers, Liam. Thank you. Cheers. So there we go. I'm looking forward to Saturday. Uh, and like I just mentioned then, I think it may be a little bit to do with how Tuesday went. Um, is it? Isn't it? <sighs> we're, we're nearly at time. No, we're, we're nearly there. Like... Let's ready. Are you ready for it, oh. everybody? Everybody watching, listening, right? We have, now been on, we have now been on for longer than the four was in play on Tuesday night. 39 minutes, 80 seconds. We've bound past it. Well done, everybody, for listening for this long and everybody watching. We have now put as much effort in as some of the people did on Tuesday night. Well done. Can I go again now, then? Is that, is that, <laughs> my, to, is that my cue to go again? If you're playing the Wiccan part, you're going to have to leave now. Um, no, I'll see you later. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah. while we before we move on to our proper preview of MK Dons, let's get some housekeeping out of the way. Um, if you haven't already, the Kurt Broadfoot interview is out on YouTube, iTunes, Spotify, wherever you want to listen to it, it is out now. If you haven't listened to it already, it's definitely worth a listen. He's a great guy, he was really cool. Um, and what I found with some of our former players is you could just listen to him for hours. They got, he's got yeah. a quite a nice, soothing voice where you could listen to him. Um, <laughs> unless you don't like Scottish accents, then you just won't like it. Um, but yeah, it's very good. Interesting times, six different managers, um, some interesting stories about the, the times. Um, you two, I assume, highly recommend it. Yes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. 100%. <laughs> definitely. Good. Um, and if you are listening or watching, you haven't subscribed to YouTube, please do because we're on, stuck on 349 at the minute and we're stuck on 349 subscribers for feels like about a year now. So if you haven't already, <laughs> go over now and do it. And then that's all I've got for that, really. Um, so is there any other topics or points you want to make in the weekend game or can we finally put it to bed? There's a couple of comments from earlier on in the uh, from uh. Uh, J Boy talking about. Um, I wonder which you one you're going to click then. Uh-huh. <laughs> Pick the right one, don't worry. Yeah. Uh, would you stick with Viking? Uh, stick with Viking or Vickers on Saturday? It's a good question, to be that's, fair. That's probably one's most difficult decision for the weekend. Mm. Um, it depends how he sees it, doesn't it, Danny? If he sees Victor as his number one and he is the number one, Victor comes back in. If yeah. it is best man up, uh, which at the moment is Vickers, Vickers has got to stay. So it sort of depends on how Warren has decided he's going to decide on the goalkeeping performance. If you're looking at history, he has always gone best man up, hasn't he? Mm. Yeah, I mean, it could be a similar situation to what we had last season. I mean, I know Jamal Blackman wasn't everybody's cup of tea, um, but it was one of them things where Victor came in, did really well, but even though Blackman was meant to be our first-choice keeper because Victor did so well, he just kept going with him. So that could happen, but I think because of the quality of Vickers and of Victor, I'm not really fussed which way he goes because I know that <laughs> each bloke will do a solid job. And I think it's it, it's it's um, been a long time since we've had a choice of two decent keepers of equal calibre, if you like, to pick from as backup and first choice, and yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I'm honestly not really fussed whichever way he goes because I know that each bloke will do a job, which is what the only thing, great to see. The only thing I thought on Tuesday, and it's only one game, and it is against Wickham. The Vickers wasn't amazing at coming for crosses. There was one or two occasions where he could have come out and done it, and I think Victor would have come out and claimed them. But mm. that's a very small sample size against a team like Wickham. Maybe you don't want to come out as much. Because if you're going to come out and you, if, if they are probably going to try and foul you, you run the risk of not getting the foul and you put yourself in danger. That's just me sort of guessing. Um, Mick, which side of the fence are you following them? Uh, I, I'm, I'm with Danny. I don't care. I, 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 I don't because, you know, they're just as good as each other, I think. I, well, I think probably Victor probably just shades it in terms of his confidence and his, his, his command of his area and command of his defence. I think Victor probably mm. just about shades it, but I, I don't really have a problem with uh, with, with Vickers. I thought he had a really good game the other night. 
really, really good game for a player who's making his full league debut season and a bit into his time with the club, you know what I mean? Um, it looked like he'd been there for a season and a bit. Yeah, it is. Uh, Graham H67 is with us on YouTube. He would go for Victor. I would probably do that, Graham. If I'm, if I'm that, I would I would probably go with Victor just because just because that commanding of your area. If they're all level on everything else, command area is crucial. I mean, maybe MK, if MK Dons aren't going to put the, if they are a more football based team, they'll only like to lump it as long and go goes direct. But they are going to have corners and set pieces, so it's difficult. Um, Glenn McGarry asks. Do we know when Lindsay will be back? Well, I know he's back training on grass, um, mm. which, based on my sh- bad memory, that would normally mean a, f- a couple of weeks away from the first-team squad. Uh, Danny, does that sound about right, based on what you can remember? Yeah, and I, I think Lindsay will probably be back after the next international break in terms of pushing the match day squad. But Ante seemed to have come back really quickly. Mm. <laughs> It's like I know, I know. Warren said that with Lindsay, if you give him a time frame of six to eight weeks recovery, he'll make sure it's six weeks. And mm. he's done exactly that. And now it's almost as if he's he's there already. You know, he's recovered, and he must have like some sort of Deadpool healing ability to be back that quickly. Um. So yeah, and it's, it's good to see him back on the grass again. Um. But I think would we play after Shrewsbury? Uh, Cambridge, I think. Cambridge, Cambridge at I, home. I, I think he might just make the match day squad for Cambridge. Mm. Yeah, that's probably a good shout. Well, 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 <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's the good thing that we talked about the other night. This is a good time to come back from injury. The, the Man City game is coming too soon, but you've got the Bromley game in the FA Cup, which we can use because it's the FA Cup. All right, we want to win, but you can use it. Uh, and then you've got the international break where there'll be a, a game or two behind closed doors, at least one behind closed doors. So it's a good time to come back. If it came back on the 15th of December, then there's no time. It's, you know, balls to the wall games. But now he has got the opportunity to sort of slowly bed people back in. Um, yeah. Lindsay, says him again. Lindsay will have to impress to get back in that side. Yeah. Yes, he will. Uh, he's not getting in, is he? He's not getting in at the moment. Well, he, he isn't, but as we know for Saturday, Ben Wiles has an illness, so you put him in the doubtful column. Paul Warren mentioned that Ollie Rathbone is tired or fatigued. Ben won't like well, How is he tired? He does know. I don't know. Stands there all game. <laughs> I I, to, to be fair, I don't know how anybody's tired to play on Tuesday night because they didn't do all for, yeah. for an hour. So, anyway. Um, so, Rathbone may, be, may not be, it be available. He might not play. So there is going to be space. Is it finally, Mick? Finally time for a dolphin? Hey, if it is, it is. If it is, so be it. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, I don't think it will be, to be fair. Uh, I suspect one is probably early on the side of caution. Uh, depends what what um, Ben Wilder's illness has done it. You know, if if it's COVID-related or whatever, it might be, it might be out for a bit. If it's just a, you know, just a, a stomach upset or whatever, then it should be available and should be all right. So we'll have to wait and see. But yeah, I don't have a, if 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 a key Duffin has to come in, so be it. No big deal for me. Yeah, we will, we possibly lose a bit of energy though, Danny. Him and Barley's are of similar ilk. I think Adolphin is probably a bit more energetic, but there is always that issue when they played against together against Scunny. And I know we're only in Papa John's, but they did sort of step in each other's toes a little bit. So that's maybe a minor concern if Wiles and Rathbone can't play. Yeah, I think so. But I think I think with Rathbone, he, he just needs to have Friday off. And it's like, right, you just stay in bed and rest up, son. You'll be fine. Um, but yeah, maybe it is, it is chance. It is a Dolphins chance to get into the team a little bit, depending on how we set up in midfield. I mean, if if Ben Wiles is out because of his illness, like Mick says, if it's COVID-related or if it's a stomach bug and he needs a little bit of recovery time, then I expect Sadly to come in because mm. it's one of those things where we've got a, we've got someone in it who can do a job in every position, which is great to see. And if Sadlier comes in in the midfield, then you've got Sadlier, Rathburn, Barlazer and the Dauphin. Now, <clears throat> like you say, the Dauphin and Barlazer did sort of get in each other's way against Scunny. But as um, they are both, they both have experience of playing in different midfield slots, if you like, <clears throat> I'm mm. sure... 
if you had to play Barley's around a Dauphin in the same midfield, Barley's can still do the same job slightly more forward. If you want yeah. to put a Dauphin in in, um, <clears throat> in more of the defensive position and vice versa. So, even though losing potentially Wales and Rathburn and having Lindsay out is potentially a bit of a sticky patch, we have got the backup again. And then even if we don't play Sadlier out wide, we've got Boller, um, <clears throat> we've still got Chio, we've got Fergie. Um, so, so, yeah, even though it sounds a bit of a oops, squeaky moment, potentially it could show the amount of quality we've got in reserve to an even more extent than we've already seen. Mm. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, on that left-hand side, Mick, with MK Dons being a better team, better footballing team than Wickham, um, but would you be... I, I Obviously, Bowler wasn't on the bench, but it was. It looked like he was training mm. uh, with with the subs. Uh, I'd be tempted to bring Bowler in because I, I was disappointed with Ferguson's attacking sense. So if we're not going to have that, you might as well bring in somebody who is essentially a left back to do that to do that role. If you, if you can play hard at right wing back as well, it gives you such a, a strong defensive position. It does. It does. Um, I, 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 I'd be tempted to play Chio on that right hand side. To be honest with you, and then the left the left side is open. I think possibly Bowler might be a better option defensively than uh, than Mikel Miller. Um, so, so yeah, I, I, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I wouldn't have a problem with it at all. Uh, I suspect if they, if if McDonald's are, um, as Liam said, you know, more of a football inside, they're going to be moving the ball at pace. Then perhaps it's not a game for ninety minutes for for Shane Ferguson. Um, somebody like Bowler may well be a better option, um, just because, as you say, defensively is a little bit more. Um, well, he's a bit more defensive minded than Shane Ferguson, isn't he? Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, he is. Um, will Grigg, you'd expect to get a goal against MK Dons, being formerly of that parish. Uh, we can only hope. Uh, you expect Danny, I know Freddie did okay when he came on, but you, for me, I fully expect Smith and Grigg fitness dependent to start. Yeah, 100%. I mean, I watched um, Grigg's interview earlier today and he says he's forming a really good partnership with Michael Smith, which, is it, great, which is great to hear. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know we say in the last video, in the last podcast, sorry, about Grigg potentially going back to Sunderland, but none of their fans want him there. No. And it's it's even better for us because even though <clears throat> on paper, to use your favourite phrase, Matt, we have got two 30-year-old strikers starting every week, but they don't play like the 30. No. You know, they, they play like they're at least five years younger than what their age is, and it seems they're both coming into... into um, What's the, what's the term? They're coming into it like a like a really um, good patch of football, more mm. or less at the same time. Like Smith's gone off on one in terms of scoring, Griggs has uh, gone off on one since coming in and <clears throat> cemented himself into the side. So I think those two starting is a given. However, I would bring Freddie on for Smith on Saturday mm. because I think because Smith took such a battering. I mean, Smith's a big a, a big bloke. He, he knows how to take a battering off players, but. I want to see it shook up a little bit. I want to see Freddie and Grigg because mm. it seemed to have worked against Donny for a bit when they were both on the True. pitch. Um, so, yeah, I, I want to see Freddie and Grigg play. I want to see 9 and 10 play together just to see how they do because they might get in each other's way like Adolphin and Barley do sometimes. But I just want to see if they can sort of get on, if, if that makes sense, just get on. Yeah. and maybe, they, maybe because they play in a similar position, they know where to be to counter the other player's position and then potentially just poke a goal home because the last two goals we've scored against MK Dons away have been tappings from Ladipo. And if we've yeah. got two players like that, <laughs> off you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, yeah, moving on to sort of moving on to any other business. Referee watch, I can't remember his name. I did look at him. He left, last time he refereed us was when we lost 1-0 to Rochdale in 2019. Um, so a standard League One referee, which is always a little bit of a concern, to be honest. Um, Can't be any worse than Tuesday. Sargenton? Chris Sargenton. Sargenton, that's the yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, so he will be in position for Saturday afternoon, barring any changes that may come up uh, between now and then. Um, let's talk about other business. So we've got, I've got a message the other day from 
uh, Notts County podcast. Max Roberts from Notts County podcast. A little bit of transfer news uh, from the summer. Um, here there's a podcast called the Magic Circle podcast where they were, when they were in touch with one of the directors at Notts County. And apparently we may have made a bid in the summer for Ruben Rodriguez uh, at Notts County. I think this is not this is not been reported anywhere else. I went back and looked at Paul Davis's article. It's, this has not been reported anywhere. I was really surprised. New York it's Talk having, exclusive. We have an exclusive. <laughs> um, so he's he's a he's a young. Ex, I don't know if he's young, but he's a very exciting player in non-league. He's got a lot of goals certainly this season. Um, and the talk was again on the podcast. If you want to go listen to it, like I said, what that's what it's called, Magic Circle Podcast. It's about it's at the very end of the episode. Um, they're the they're of the understanding that we've been watching him for the past four or five months, so there may well be something in that. But in January, again, I think this is going to depend on Grig. If Grig goes back, we are going to be in the market, and we're, we're going to have to going to have to get somebody in. Um, but I just thought I'd let's share that little bit of news I had with everybody. Interesting. Um, so yeah, thank you, thank you to Max Roberts, who is probably definitely not listening. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> for a little bit of a uh, little bit of insight, I appreciate it very much. Um, I'm pass that on to Mr. Paul Davis. Yeah. Oh, he might be watching. Yeah. If you're, if you're watching, Paul, I expect to see it in the paper <laughs> on, uh, <laughs> in the next paper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll certainly some uh, questions asked at press conference. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Harvey uh, Kelwick. Uh, this is the big news, really, of the week, isn't it? Uh, Angus McDonald back on grass. Uh, he says, I can't wait to see Angus back fit again. I, it's, such, it's one of those pictures that you just you look, watch, look at him and think, I'm, I'm just making me a little bit happier. Just yeah. what we needed. After the week we've all had watching that shower on Tuesday, we just yeah. needed that, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. It definitely gives us a bit of a lift, doesn't it? That? Um, it'd be great to get him back back into that, to that match day squad, whether it be on bench or whether it be on pitch, uh, because uh, it's a class act. So, yeah, I'm really pleased to see that he's back training and uh, and hopefully it'll not be that long, dependent on uh, on, on his recovery time, um, that, that he's back in contention. Warnish says eight to 12 weeks. Yeah. Maybe, maybe this side of Christmas, uh, but it seemed uh, not, not a very convincing maybe. Um, but it doesn't matter. It? Whenever he comes back, he comes back. And mm. as Warnish said, he's probably... Got an argument to be the best defender at the club, Danny. He is that good defensively. Yeah, and he's, I think he's our only naturally left-footed centre back as well. Mm-hmm. So, so he's actually nailed on which position he'll take on. Um, yeah. But yeah, I remember seeing the picture on <clears throat> on um, on Twitter about it. How he's back on the grass, and you can see how, how happy Angus is about it as well. He's just smiling. Yeah. Every, every picture yeah. you see of him, he's just smiling. Yeah, which is <laughs> which is great to see because it's one thing seeing him back on the grass, but to see him enjoying it is, mm. is a completely different thing and I, I have my suspicions about why he has been out um but it's not my it's not my business to say because the club and angus haven't said anything it's obviously a private matter um that has affected angus to, to some extent but to see him back on the grass and smiling i think goes to show whatever he's had to overcome he's come through it mm. and i think that's why paul Warren said take your time whenever when you're ready we're ready, effectively, mm-hmm. and if it and if it is because of the thing I have my suspicions, it is about. It's brilliant that he's back, and that he actually wants to get on and crack on and play his football. Um. So yeah. So what, whatever he's come through and whatever he is still currently working on, all the best to him. But take your time. Whenever you're ready, mate, we're ready. Yeah, we'd like you back though. Yeah, yeah definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> Yeah. Sooner rather than uh, later, but in your own time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you if you start playing general, we'll just pretend you're a new signing. That'll be fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Um, as Graham says, Angus equals more competition. You know, it, you know, if he, when he gets back and Mattox fit and Icky's back, we're gonna have such. We're gonna have people on bench who walk into other every other league one team defensively. That's how, that's how good we are at the minute defensively. So or can be when everybody's fit. Um, John C thinks Warney will start with Freddie on Saturday. Let's wait and see. With the, with the Grig connection, I think it'd be daft not to start Grig. Mm. Warnie's talked about this in the past about players going back to former clubs, and football's one of them mm. stupid little things where things don't really make any sense, and these things just happen. They do just happen in football. Um, so let's get on board. Um, Lewis finish on Liam McGarry, who asks about Coyote. He asks, would you give Coyote a loan out second half of the season? 
guarantee some first team football. As he mentions, it's probably dependent on what happens with Grig. Yeah, Mick, I really want to see Curdy play, but he rightly can't get into the team to start. For me, for me, he should be third choice striker. Fred, Freddie's done nothing better than Coyote this season, other than Freddie scoring a couple of goals in in a pointless competition. Yeah, 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 possibly, possibly, or at least alternate it. I think for me, I, I wouldn't be sending him back out on loan. I think we, we've discussed this a few times on the podcast that that he's, he's got two players there in, in Michael Smith. It's three players: Michael Smith, Will Grigg, and Freddie, or vastly experienced strikers um to 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 a greater or lesser um level if you like mm. um it, it's a fantastic learning environment for him um so so no for me i think he should stay i think he should stay because also not only that one injury uh in, in those the, that from to those strikers puts him puts him you know possibly with a start um so, so no, I, I, I keep him. I wouldn't send him back out on loan at all this season. I'd uh, let him let him train with the uh, with the best. Yeah, I'm, I'm same camp, Danny. I assume you are. Yeah, I think so. I think <clears throat> to send him out on loan when this has his potential, this is his potentially, but this has his potential. Sorry, to <clears throat> be the season he could be a breakout at Rotherham United, and he said he wants to do that with us. Mm. Um. But I think as a player, you also need to learn to seize your opportunity. And I think with Coyote, that opportunity is coming. Like like Mick says, if either Smith or Grigg, or if we lose Grigg, um, then that could be his chance to step up. Like He's come on and he's had minutes with us um, and he's done well. But as a, as a senior player, you need to learn to take your moment and... It's just waiting for, for Coyote. It's just it's going to present itself on a plate, and then that'll be his chance to announce himself, if you like. Mm. But every time he goes towards goal, I can feel the North Stand just willing him to <laughs> score. Like, yeah. oh, it's it, it's there. He, he can he can do it. He just needs to do it. But I agree. Don't send him on loan. Keep him here. Keep him being a student of the game. Keep him progressing well in our system rather than trying to learn somebody else's system. And even if his breakout doesn't happen this season, will probably happen next season because he is the sort of player where, when the when the opportunity is there for him, he will take it because he's mm. desperate to take it. Mm. That's it. Yeah, he wants to be here. Um, and, as, and as Graham points out, we'd have to bring in another striker before you could even think of letting him go, and that's not an easy thing to do. So. Um, I think I've touched everything, so what I will get is all this out. So if you can, please do subscribe to us on iTunes if you're listening. If you're watching on, on YouTube or you're not watching on YouTube and watching elsewhere, please go over to YouTube and subscribe. We would really appreciate that as well. As I say, I'll keep mentioning this for the next couple of weeks. Go about, go and watch the Kirk Broadfoot interview if you haven't already. If you're if you're a fan of Rotherham United, you'll want to watch it. It's really, really good, as, as, as they all, every, every player we spoke to has been great, to be fair. Uh, and we'll try and keep them coming, see if, we, see if we can get any more players in over the next month or two. Um, any more, very more, you two? Anything else I've missed that you want to touch on? I think I've covered everything on my list. I think we've covered just about everything we could possibly cover and more about uh, about what's happened this week, really. <laughs> we, 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 could, we could have covered some more. <laughs> we'd, we'd sound like the most bitter men in the world. Um, yeah. Um, so safe travels to anybody that's going to MK Don's. Uh, you'll have lots of space to sit in. Isn't this one thing? Uh, you'll take your seat. Um, but I'm sure it'll be a good atmosphere, as it always is for an away day. Um, let's let's go bring those three points back. Thank you for watching, everybody, and thank you, Danny. Thank you, Mick, and we'll see you all on Sunday for the next episode. Thank you very much.
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.